On this episode of Infinity Sports, we're going to be talking about creation, uh, the creation of super teams. Where did it start? Who's responsible? We know who you think is responsible, but I have a special take on that coming right up after the intro. What's going on, everybody? I'm Wayne G. I'm joined by my sidekicks, as usual. We got Dan Sully Sullivan. What's up? What's good, man? How we living, bro? Not too shabby. And Nick Paquin joining us again. What's going on? What's up, guys? Here for more uh, for more of my famous controversial takes. Well, we'll see, because I think I have a controversial take on this one, or against the popular opinion. And obviously, if you watch to the end of the show, we certainly appreciate it. Like and subscribe right now, before you forget. At the end of the show, we're going to tell you how to get in touch with us on social media. The topic of the day that we really wanted to jump into is super teams. I mean, if you go to any sports group, you're online, you're talking to your friends at a party, it doesn't matter. The term super team is going to come up, and Lee Harvey Oswald is going to be named LeBron James. And I don't know about you guys. I want to get your take and say, I don't think LeBron James started the super team, but I'll start with Sully because obviously we're both Lakers fans. LeBron helped us get another title last year. Who do you think started super teams or where do you think it started? Um, I mean, I'm sure it started much earlier. I personally first think of super teams as the big three in Boston. That was like the first, I think that started the trend of, of free agents or, you know, big names wanting to go and join other stars so they can win. I mean, that was the specific goal of Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen were to go and join Paul Pierce to specifically win a title with those three. I mean, like that was, and I mean, that's everybody's goal, but you know, they, they coerced that meetup so they could eventually then win a title, which they obviously did. And to me, that's where it reigns is that's the beginning of the fall. What about your take? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the Celtics thing is fair. Um, I always looked at the Celtics as the quote-unquote big three, um, the, the one that Kobe beat. Um, but I always looked at them as the big three and not really like a super team. I always looked at that. I, I looked at the Celtics as guys towards the ends of their career who were, to Sully's point, trying to team up to win a title. They weren't a team that was trying to put together a dynasty. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, the for me, the first super team that I think of off the top of my head is I'm going to take my talent to South Beach, and I'm going to go play with a guy who's already won a title. He's already a top five player in the league. Oh, and I'm going to go recruit Chris Bosh, who at that time may be a top ten player in the league. Um, you know, obviously that, that, that dropped off in Miami, but that tends to happen. They were the top three free agents. I think that – so for me, it begins in the 1960s with the Boston Celtics, Bill Russell winning those 11 championships. And to put in perspective, like we can say, oh, well, LeBron James had Dwayne Wade and, uh, you know, Chris Bosh or like, you know, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce and throw Rondo in there. Right. I mean, you can say those. I'm saying Bill Russell, the worst team that he played on. And I mean, like the trashiest garbage team that he played on in Boston had five Hall of Famers at the same time. The best <laughs> the best team had eight Hall of Famers at the same time. So imagine your starting five are all going to the Hall of Fame and three guys off the bench are all going to the Hall of Fame. Those are bigger. I mean, that's the only team that's more super team than that is the 92 Dream Team. Well, the Hall of Fame was smaller then, right? Like, so they, they were like early inductees into the Hall of Fame. So that's one thing to take into consideration. The other is how were those Celtics teams built, right? Like those guys weren't, weren't hitting each other up on Twitter or calling each other on the phone and saying, hey, let's – 
let's start a dynasty in Boston together and team up, right? I mean, I, I might be wrong, but I, I don't think that that's how it went down in Boston. It's, I mean, we'll play with Hall of Famers too. He did. I, I don't know. My whole the, the the argument I have against you, Nick, is is the dynasty. Like, what makes you LeBron didn't go to Miami to start a dynasty? He was there for four years. That's not a dynasty. But, that, but that's, that's what he said. That's only three players too. They didn't go start a super team. Like I, I, that. Like so, I, I don't get how that falls on him there. Honestly, I don't think any of these guys are technically creating a super team if we think about it that way, because it's really three or four big stars, and the rest of the team's kind of trash. You know, and it's it's just guys they can piece together, and you know, I mean, like like the Boston run. I mean, Ray Allen played for Boston for four or five years, and then Kevin Garnett played for, I think, five or six years, seven years there. So it's like that was more of a technically dynasty run. Granted, they didn't have the win, but the, they stayed there longer. So that's my argument there with you. I, I I don't think there's really any difference from what LeBron did, from what KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen did. I don't see any difference. Well, I think that that's like. I think you have to look at it like a few or I look at it. First of all, you have to define super team, right? Like what is a super team? And for me, a super team is if you have two guys that are top five talents in the league playing on the same team and then you and, and then they're literally cherry picking other teammates to come play with them. To me, that's I mean, that's a super team. And that's exactly what Miami did. You talk about Ray Allen in Boston, but Ray Allen also ended up in Miami, didn't he? I mean, Ray yeah. Allen, won, what Ray Allen won that Miami team a title. I mean, Chalmers was no. He, he was did. no slouch on that on that Miami team. Udonis Haslam, no slouch on that Miami team. I'm just saying, like, you know, they had yeah, – Rajon Rondo was no slouch. Kendrick Perkins was no slouch at the time. You know what I mean? Like, But they were drafted by the Celtics, right? Like, th- those guys were already pieces right. there. Those guys were pieces there where I'm looking at, like, they were like, hmm. And and here's the, here's my point. Like, LeBron went there to build a dynasty. If you remember during the decision, he said, you know, after the intro, not six, not seven, not eight, or whatever he was saying. I mean, they were, you know, little did we know then, LeBron's never in it for the long haul. But at that <laughs> point, we were like, oh, okay, you know, LeBron's going to be there. He's going to try winning it every single year. Um, thankfully, Dirk, <laughs> the lone guy in Dallas, was like, uh-uh, and, and squashed that the first time around. So, um but I, I don't know. I mean, for me, when I think a super team, that's how I define it. You get two top top five talents in the league, and you 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 sort of start cherry picking from other teams of guys who can fit the salary cap structure, guys you want to play with, all that kind of thing. I mean, that's building a super team. So then to that effect, even before the Celtics, we have the Los Angeles Lakers. Kobe and Shaq were number one and number two in the league in terms of how good they were. And then they had Carl Malone and Gary Payton, who I know were at the very end of their career. Right. particularly Malone, who retired after that season, but Peyton went on to win a, a championship with the Heat and Dwayne Wade, that first championship. Um, so you get Gary Payton, Carl Malone, first ballot Hall of Famers, Kobe and Shaq, top two players in the league at the time. I mean, was that a super team? Uh, I mean, I think it's different again with the Lakers because they drafted Kobe, right? Or they traded for the draft rights of Kobe. They traded for I mean, Kobe, and then they signed Malone, and they traded for Peyton. But they really built Kobe up, yeah. right? Like Kobe didn't start for the Lakers his first two years. They he still was starting that year. He was starting in two thousand four, though. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not taking it away, but I don't look at the Lakers as like a super team. I think that was the best duo, right? Like I think that that was the best duo at the time. I didn't think that they were a super team. They had they had some good pieces already in place in Los Angeles, right? Like I mean, they're the Lakers. The Lakers are always going to have some decent talent there. I I, I just you know Shaq knew he wasn't going to be able to get it done by himself. We had seen that against Olajuwon in the finals. The Lakers knew that. So they went out and they were like, you know, we're high on this kid, Kobe Bryant. We're going to give up Vladdy Divots for him. We already got Shaq. We'll see if we can build this kid up and make him like – 
you know, a Robin to Shaq's Batman. I think the roles kind of flipped and reversed, but that's a different topic. I just, I don't know. I don't look at the Lakers, that, that those Lakers teams as, as a super team. I don't know. I think it defines every criteria you stated. Cause I mean, they did handpick pieces and things like that. Two yes. Top five players. Yeah. I mean, of course they, they had two top five players, you know, uh, of course they had some pieces in place, but every team does like Miami didn't ditch everyone they had on their roster. You know um, I, I think what, you harped on why LeBron gets the biggest criticism for all of this. It's because he's done it multiple times now. The guy jumps multiple teams, brings in who he wants, wins a couple titles, or maybe doesn't, you know what I mean? And then jumps. And then and I think that's why he's getting this stigma. I also think because obviously the KD right after that, and that just blew everything out of the water because KD going to a team with Steph, with Clay, um, can you close that? Yeah. With Steph, with Clay, you know, with Draymond Green, you know, with all these guys, that team was that's a super team if you if you ask me. You know what it I mean? It was a seventy three and nineteen the year before. Yeah, exactly. It was the greatest team of all time. And then they add Kevin Durant, who's easily a top three player in the league. So I mean that's the I mean, truly that's the closest thing we've seen to a super team, I think, in a long time. Um Well then I, they added Boogie Cousins. <laughs> Yeah, and then they had, like, I mean, the, the, that was I mean, ridiculous and, and still is ridiculous to this day, if you ask me. Uh, I mean, it's, I think that's Kevin Durant's biggest knock is that was, I mean, have some nuts at least and, and win the title, you know, where you're at. Don't try and join. But at the same time, I'm all for winning the title. I'd go, I'd do it. I'd go play with Steph Curry. Like, but. See, I don't know. I mean, to me, that's what, to me, too, like, now you're getting into a, I know this is about super teams, but I think like, first of all, I think like the whole like super team trend now, and you see like Harden in Brooklyn, right? Like forcing his way over to Brooklyn and those kind of things. I think that the whole super team trend, you've seen the impact that it's had on the league as a whole. And now you start to see a little bit of a reversal and the league's much more fun, right? Like you've got a guy like Giannis staying in Milwaukee. And if Giannis wants to stay in Milwaukee, for example, and I'm just using this as an example, Giannis wants to be in Milwaukee with, with Middleton and some of the other guys that they have there, like Portis or, you know, Vincio and all these guys. If, 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 if Giannis wants to work to get another free agent, like maybe like a top 10 player to come to Milwaukee and that player does it, I don't look at that as a knock to Giannis. If somebody like another top five guy leaves their current situation and goes to jump to play with Giannis, then I think it's a knock to them. So I'm not necessarily knocking the super teams. It's all about like who's initiating these super teams because I don't look at it with Golden State. I mean, KD was ring hopping. He was looking for a ring and he knew his best bet was obviously with the Warriors who built that team. Like they built that team around Clay, Steph, Draymond. Uh, I mean, they were a good team, even in Godala to some extent, right? They were a great team. They won 73 games. <laughs> right. That's what I mean. Great team. Yeah. Historic team. Yeah. And I think that the the difference in this conversation always comes up when it gets this far into the conversation is not so much the definition of a super team, because we can debate that, you know, we're the Lakers a super team, we're the original Celtics a super team, but the definition, not so much, is how it came together, right? And that always yeah. comes up. Like LeBron James went and recruited these guys, and my take is always this. What's the difference between Pat Riley saying, hey, LeBron, should we get Dwayne Wade, and him saying yes to LeBron saying, hey, Dwayne Wade, do you want to come here? What's the difference? I don't see one. I mean, I, I agree. I never had an issue with, with players reaching out to other players. I like it. I think it's good. I know it's like tampering issues and things like that. But, I mean, I, I personally don't care. Um, and, and to Nick's point, too, I mean, we, we made an argument, or I made the argument, I don't – nobody in this entire league, even LeBron James, 
Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, none of them could do it without help. You need help, plain and simple. So I don't knock any of these players for going and trying to put themselves in the best situation possible. I understand why they may get a little hate for it or, or people may give them flat, oh, try to win it on your own. Well, the, the, the reality is most of the time you can't. It's, it's usually pretty impossible to. So, I mean, I don't think it's a knock on, on either. Like, I don't knock Kevin Durant personally. I know that's why some people knock him. But personally, I don't care. Go win your ring, bro. That, I, personally, that just makes your stance for the Hall of Fame better, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, obviously, the the rings argument in basketball is a huge, com- it's a huge talking point. It's not like baseball; um, it, it's a huge conversation. I mean, in my opinion, you need at least three rings to be in the conversation of greatest of all time for a basketball player. I mean, I would say at least three rings. But I think now you get into like legacy, right? Like, there's certain guys who who enter the league. Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan are the, the only two that I can think of off the top of my head who enter the league, and they don't want the help. They, they want to put a team on their back, and they would rather lose doing it that way than win doing it the other way. And the Shaq fact that they have – Gasol think differently, bro. I mean, but Pau Gasol didn't average 20 points a game in his, at any point in the postseason. So, I, I mean – I disagree with that. I got to look Well, Kobe Bryant's the only player in NBA history to win a title – to win multiple titles with somebody not averaging 20 points in the postseason with oh, him. Right. Well, that's so, a stat, though. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a cherry pick step, but it, it just goes to show you that the, the actual supporting cast around Kobe who beat that like uh, that Celtics team, by the way. And I mean, my whole thing with Shaq, too, is like you have you have like the whole Shaquille O'Neal carrying Kobe situation. And no, that no, kind no, of I, stuff. I don't say that. I th- hey, sorry, guys. I apologize. <laughs> no, no worries. No worries. But I mean, that that's just my thing, too. Like, it's like how, how much of a legacy do you want? That's why when I hear people say like the whole like goat situation or the goat conversation with LeBron, it drives me nuts. Cause it's like, I mean, Kobe had plenty of opportunities in his career to go cherry pick and play with guys like Tim Duncan, Tracy McGrady and all these people, but he decided not to, he toughed it out. He toughed it out where he was at and, and he went through some hard times and he won championships in, in those hard times. And he I asked mean, not to be in Los Angeles during those times. What huh? do you mean? He, he asked to be traded. Kobe Bryant asked to be traded. He didn't want to be there. Yeah. That was a, that was a ploy for them to make a decision between him and Shaq. I mean, I, I don't blame him for that. He wanted to cement his own legacy, and he was probably sick of being that Robin thing, right? And he wasn't going to leave Los Angeles. Donald Sterling was willing to give him the Staples Center. But So you so, don't think – you don't find it ironic that when he has a dominant big man and, – and trust me, I love Kobe. Like, I mean, Wayne will tell you, he's, he's my favorite athlete, well, you know, basketball player. Um, Kobe was, was winning titles, and the Lakers were great with a dominant big man. Shaq gets traded. Then the Lakers get trade for Pau Gasol, and they, and they win two more titles, and he's great with a dominant big man. Uh, again, I love Kobe. I think he's amazing. I, I, you know, he's the second greatest player, in my opinion, like watching him pure talent-wise. At the same time, everybody needs help. Nobody can do it themselves. Like, I mean, like, I know the Bills, are, like, are the Bulls dr- kind of drafted their team, but, uh, I mean, they're a super team too if you really want to think about it. Well, that's what I mean. We'd have to define super team. But I look at, like, the whole situation with, like, Kobe and MJ. It's like that's why, to me, they're in that whole GOAT conversation, right? Because, like, I mean, frame it however you want. Pau Gasol is not Shaq, right? Like He, no, he, was, still, he was still 19 and 12 for the season. And, and a he four, was, he three was time all an the argument NBA. for yeah, top three or top four power forward in the NBA at the time. Yeah, I mean, I mean he was – what does that mean? I mean, so he's behind guys like Tim Duncan and KG. He was definitely behind guys like Dirk Nowitzki. So it's like, it. I mean, so, but but that's but that's huge. That's Kobe's competition. 
I mean, and, yeah, but when you're 18, when you're getting 18 and 12, and he was a four-time All-NBA player, one time with Memphis, three years with with the Lakers. So I, I mean, like during his stint with the Lakers, he was prime, prime Pau Gasol, which was lethal. I mean, you remember? Like, I know the argument. I, nobody's ever going to sit here and say Pau Gasol, Shaq. Nobody's ever going to say that. All right, you can't, sit, you can't sit here and tell me that Pau Gasol wasn't. I mean, an elite player in his prime. Like the guy He's was not. Dead. He's, he's, he was probably the equivalent of like Chris Bosch, or I would say he's not as good as Dwayne Wade or Kyrie Irving in the play, especially in the postseason. I mean, I would say he's not he's not Kevin Durant in the postseason, right? He's not an Anthony Davis in the postseason. So I mean, I look at it that I look I look at it that way, right? Like, and that's why the whole super team and the team building. That's why I'm glad like it looks like the league is getting away from it. Like guys like Donovan Mitchell wanted to stay in Utah. Giannis wanted to stay in Milwaukee. Lucas said he wants to be like Dirk. Like I love that. Yeah, I mean, he, they want to until the team doesn't build a super team around them. Yeah. Um, which is I don't what think happened. they have to build a super team, though. Like, wh- wh- why do you have to build a super team to win a title? Because you guys say that the Lakers, quote-unquote, tried building that super team with Malone and Peyton and all that, and they lost to a Pistons team who was definitely not a super team. Right, that, that's an outlier. I mean, yeah, the, 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 the Lakers swept the playoffs up until the finals. I mean, they looked like the team that was going to sweep the Pistons too. It just so happened that the Pistons defense was lights out. Uh, ben Wallace shut down Shaquille O'Neal, which I didn't think anybody could do. Um, so it, a lot of factors played into that, but that's an outlier situation. The reason you need to build a super team is because in order to win, you have to beat a super team and you can't beat a super team without one. Like I said, the Pistons are, you can't name another team other than the Pistons that have done it. Dallas Mavericks. That's true. Dallas. Um, I will give him that. And I was just about to say that Dirk and Dallas, but I mean, that was arguably the greatest choke job of all time. Like, let's be real. And just to get back on the Pau Gasol point, he was 17 and 10 in their in, over through the playoffs in their one championship and 16 and 10 in the other championship. So, I mean, that's not, I mean, that's, those are great numbers. I'm telling you, like, I, no, I they're, they're solid. They're solid numbers. Again, and Montre- it's not Shaq, but I mean, when you have that and then Kobe's putting up 25 a game, like you're going to win a lot of freaking games, man. Maybe. I mean, Montrez Harrell is probably going to average those Palgasol numbers this postseason, right? So it's like, I mean. People are scoring 130 a game now. Right, right. No, I get it. But I'm just saying, like, the whole. So that's that's where the, like, the gray area for me is with, like, the whole super team thing. And I, my whole thing with the super team era is I just hope it'll die when, like, this wave of superstars is gone. So, like, the LeBrons and the KDs and, and, and the Hardens. I don't see these younger guys grouping up and teaming up together. I just don't see it. Like, John Morant doesn't strike me as that type of person. Colin Sexton doesn't strike me as that type of player. Luca, I mean, he says he's not. Giannis had always said he wasn't that type of guy. I mean, they're proving it. I don't think Tatum – I mean, the Celtics are a different beast altogether. I don't think Tatum's one of those guys that I'm mentioning here. But you, you, you get what I'm saying, though. See, but a lot of times it's not up to their control. So Luca could obviously stay in Dallas and then – holler at i don't know zion and be like yo why would you what, what are you gonna win in new orleans like come i don't you know i'm we're hypothetical yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. come come play in dallas with the greatest owner in sports you know what i mean like and, and let's create a, a dynasty here you, you know like it it, it, it it granted zion doesn't strike me like that guy either i guess but right. I, I mean it, at some point you have to get another star and if you if your team refuses to go out and get one or sign one or draft like you sometimes you can't draft one and hit one, like I, I don't know I agree with Wayne you have to beat a super team you have to you're gonna have but I to. But I think, but I think that's where we were. So I don't think 
having multiple all-stars on one team is a super team. I think having multiple superstars on one team is a super team, right? Like that's, that's the difference for me. Like LeBron's a guy who goes to a team with where he's not the only top five player in the league or top five talent in the league. And that's how he wins championships. If LeBron's on a team with guys like Montrell's Harrell and even we'll even say Zion instead of AD, right? Like that's different. If he's going and winning with those guys, fine. Because you, to you guys, to both your points, you have to have talent and others, other players around you. I'm not going to take that away. Like Pau Gasol was an All Star, but Pau Gasol wasn't a superstar, right? Like that's the difference. So what's your? So you're you're defining top five versus top ten versus top twenty or something. So you you don't care about having three top twenties, just not two top fives. Oh, I would say like two top tens even. Okay. Yeah. I would say two top tens. I think if you have like two top thirties, okay, maybe you get a pass, right? From me. I don't know. If you have a guy like if you have a guy like Luca and a guy like Jason Tatum, for me, you're probably on the cusp, right? If you have those two guys on the same team. Because Tatum to me might be a top ten, but I might be convinced he's not. Okay. And I think the thing that gets lost in the shuffle with the Lakers, with the Chicago Bulls, is that Phil Jackson is one of those pieces. Like the Chicago Bulls had Pippen, Jordan, and Rodman, and Phil Jackson. They had a big four, you know, because Phil Jackson has that big of an impact. And I think that truth in that is you look at the Bulls winning six with Phil Jackson, zero without him. He goes to the Lakers, they win three in a row, then they go to three more in a row. You know, I mean, it's cool because he left. Dell Harris came in, I think, and then Rudy Tomjanovich lasted like eight games, you know, but when Phil Jackson came back, they three-peated or they, they three-peated as Western Conference champs again, you know, so I mean, Phil Jackson's part of that conversation as well. I know you say two top tens or two top, but you have to include Phil Jackson as one of those guys. Yeah, but that's so like, it, it's such, like, I think that coaching now in the NBA is an outlier, right? Like, you don't even need a coach to win a title. I actually would probably agree I with that. I mean, if you got a guy like LeBron on your team, you don't need a coach. I feel like, like if, especially, like if it's a veteran-run team, like New Orleans, just to bring another example, they're a pretty young team. I think they need a strong coach or somebody like that. But a right. team like, like, like the Lakers with LeBron and you know uh, AD and all these vets, and I mean, obviously they probably don't need a coach. But uh, I don't know. I think coaches are important, especially in basketball. I actually think, you know, assistant coaches do more work, honestly, because I, I think they're the ones developing and scheming, you know, set offenses and plays and then relaying it to the coach. And then coaches give his information, obviously, with what he has. But uh, I don't know. I think that's another topic. But uh, I don't think there's a there's a difference maker in, in today's game, like you're mentioning, Wayne. No, not same. Like, not I, like Phil Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or or just not even a difference maker who's going to go to a coach. I mean, Popovich is probably the best active coach. Spurs are trash, right? Like, I mean, I mean, look at the reality of the situation. I mean, who's been the best team record-wise? We'll just go by record. Who's been the best team in the Eastern Conference over the last three years? The Milwaukee Bucks. Who's their head coach right now? Pop quiz off the top of your head. Uh, Steve Buschenheiser-Neister. It's exactly <laughs> – First of all, his name's Mike. Mike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mike. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's that's my point. Like, no one knows that. You know what I'm saying? And like, for them to be like, basically the top team in the East over the last three years, and no one knows who their head coach is. I mean, that goes. And, and Giannis is clearly a top three player in the league. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I guess maybe it depends on the makeup of the team because I would say that you know a top three team in the East the last three years have been the Boston Celtics. I think you take Brad Stevens off that team, and they might not even make the playoffs. 
Oh, I don't know. I think my cousin's a huge Celtics fan, um, and and I'll tell you what, he would he, he he would be flipping out hearing you with that take because a lot of Celtics fans think Brad Stevens the reason he's not his cousin. cousin. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like he, I mean, this is a kid who's watched like every Celtics game for like almost a decade. So like a lot of Celtics fans seem to believe that the reason the team's talent isn't up to where it should be is because one, their superstars don't take over the role of coach, and two, Brad Stevens has too much pull. So Brad Stevens, in in essence, is the issue in Boston. <laughs> yeah, I would completely disagree with that. Yeah, I think so. I, I like Brad Stevens as a coach, but I mean, there is something to stay with, like, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, like both floating at the cusp of greatness and not actually achieving that yet. And, and I, I don't know if I would blame Brad Stevens for that at this point, but I, 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 I at the same time, <laughs> I've been in a point where I've been frustrated as a, as a fan as to why nothing's working is like, you know, especially as a Manchester United fan, and and it's you know why isn't this working get the coach out and get a new one in and then most of the time it doesn't work anyway but that's soccer so um yeah but um <laughs> but with basketball i don't know I, I don't know if you could specifically blame it on the coach i think a lot has to do with the makeup of the player like i don't see a killer when i look at jason tatum um you know i don't see a guy like kobe who just literally wants to step on somebody's neck I don't see that when I look at Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, to be honest with you. I think they're both tremendous talents, and, and I think they're both great secondary pieces, but I don't think I'd build a team around either one. See, I think and me and Nick had this conversation on our you know top 10 duos under the age of 25. I think Jalen Brown is a superstar. I, I would actually take – I would trade Tatum over Jalen Brown if I had if I had to. I mean, obviously I, mean, I like Jalen Brown more. I think he plays more tenaciously on defense, so I like Jalen Brown a little more. And he I'll stepped up this year. He's, he's averaging twenty-seven and a half this year. Is he really? Yeah. Yeah. He was in the MVP. Yeah, he was in the MVP conversation like oh, earlier. Yeah. Jalen Brown's always been my dude. I, I'm a big fan of his, so uh, that's great to hear. That's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, but, but but you know, like back to this whole super team thing. Like Boston would have to blow it up, right? Like they'd have to trade like a Tatum for a, a, a guy like you know. Luca or something like that to come play with Brown or or vice versa. You know, you trade like Brown for a guy like Luca. I mean, I was not saying Dallas would ever do that, but like that's what it would take for me to be like, mm, looks a lot like team building. I mean, I get that. I think I think the clarity that you gave with with saying, okay, if there's two top tens on a team and and they weren't drafted or obviously or something like right. that then, it, then it's which i don't even know how that would happen that'd be pretty sick i mean boston could do that i guess with tatum and brown um right. but it, it, then that was kind of your definition of a super team which i don't necessarily disagree with i think it'd be hard pressed i mean i think for me personally it's if you got three guys that are all within like the top 10 or 15 at that point. I don't think two is a, is a, is a precursor for me, but three. So like right now what's going on in Brooklyn, I think is close to a super team. Oh, um, absolutely. absolutely yeah, a super. You know, yeah. and, and, and that one, you know, again, I don't care, but you know, by all means, that's like, I'm going to look at that as a super team. Um, you know, and then honestly, that's, that's kind of the only one I know the Lakers look like a super team cause it's two top three players. You know what I mean? So I get it. Um, Again, that's that for me. It's a little more difficult because I think for me, a big precursor is the third guy, and and who's your third best player? And when your third best player is Montrez Harrell or you you know or Schroeder. or Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder, who's none of these guys we're naming are top thirty guys in the league. You know, so 
So that's where it gets a little tough for me to call it a super team and not just two superstars playing together. You know what I mean? So I think that's where it gets a little wishy-washy for me with the two guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably, yeah. I mean, it's fair. Um, So I guess we agree on that. We agree. We agree on this one. There's no definitive super team. Super team. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, no I don't, and the other big take here is, I mean, the three of us, I don't really think give a damn. And, and right. you know, and I think the people that do, I don't really get it. Like, honestly, most of the people that do, I assume, are Miami fans who are salty, Braun left, or Cleveland, Cleveland fans who are salty, yeah, who left and went to Miami, or, you know, all that shit. Honestly, that, to me, those that's where it's, it's mostly, I think, hate-driven, because otherwise, I think it's great. I love seeing these guys play together. See, I, I see. I'm, that's where that's where I'm like a little bit. I'm not aligned with you on that one, Sully, because like I can't stand the whole like guys teaming up. Like I want to see. I think it's better for the league to have all of these different like top ten players in different markets, especially if those markets are smaller, like a Milwaukee, or like if Job ja blows up and, and is that top ten guy that I think he can be in Memphis. You know what I mean? Like I think that that's better for the league. Luca in Dallas, and then you build around those pieces, right? See, but I think that the NBA pool is, is so talent-rich right now that they don't even have to worry about that. Like like you said, you have all these guys already in place in these smaller markets, Zion in New Orleans and 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 uh, Donovan Mitchell in Denver and, and uh, you know, Utah's winning a ton of games. And, uh, I mean, and uh, Donovan Mitchell in, in Utah and, Utah. you know, Jamal no. Murray and Jokic in Denver and, you know, like you have a ton. I mean, the talent pool is so rich right now that I truthfully don't think they have that issue. And when these stars do move, I think it creates such a hubbub for the, for the league that it's, it's great. Honestly, I, I I don't think it's hurting. Like, I mean, the West is so deep, you know, like, I mean, it's so deep and the East is, you know, it is what it is, but it's getting better obviously now with Brooklyn and, and Milwaukee and Boston and, you know, these teams. So I, I don't know. I love where the league is trending personally. I also think it's, it's got a lot to do with these crazy talented kids coming in and yeah. being so ready for the league. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's our take on super teams. What is your take on super teams? Why do you hate LeBron? Just uh, send us a message on social media. We are available at Infinity Sports Podcast on Facebook, at Infinity Sports Podcast on Instagram, and at Sports Infinity 5 on Twitter. If you'd like to listen to the show, these episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. And on the YouTube video here, like I said, like, subscribe, and comment below whether you agree with us. Don't. If you don't like us, if you want to dislike the video, that's fine. Tell us why. Uh, We'd be more than happy to reach out to you and tell you why you're wrong and are you why you're wrong yeah exactly good call in um all right so that's pretty much it uh kenny uh, where are we at the show wise you're kidding